Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, I was joined in the studio by Ross Oldenburg, the software developer for the Free Music Archive. We discussed what we love and don't love about the FMA, Creative Commons' upcoming yearly report, and where your money goes when you donate to the Free Music Archive. Hi, my name is Ross Oldenburg. I'm the software developer for the Free Music Archive. So you've been working tirelessly on lots of FMA-related things. Um, And so I wanted to talk to you about the most recent thing that you've done, which was, I would call it a cosmetic improvement, but it was also a functional improvement. Though to many of our users, it, it appears that the FMA just kind of looks different. Do you want to talk a little bit about those changes that you rolled out recently? Um, sure. My primary concern was actually um, with uh, stuff on the back end, specifically how the site handled SSL encryption. And the cosmetic changes came about because we wanted to alter the menu at the top of the site. And I really dug into it, and it was done in a pretty old-fashioned way. If anybody knows what CSS sprites are, um, that's what it used. So I redid all of that in just straight-up HTML and CSS. And uh just decided I never really liked the fonts on the site, and so I found one called Lato, which WFMU's DJ Stashu told me means summer in Polish, um, which is cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's a very nice font. I'm not very much a nerd for typography or anything like that, but I do like it when things are easy to read. So. When I was looking back on um, the results of a survey that we did last year, one of the yeah. things that people said which was a little surprising to me was that most of the people that answered our survey revealed that they were just there to find new music to listen to, that they weren't necessarily producers. Um, I think that searching and having sort of a more user-friendly player is going to be really, really important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the the player is a big thing. I'd really like to update that. The Both the in-page player and the pop-out player, maybe even get rid of the pop-out player entirely and just embed something at the bottom of the page. But yeah, it's uh, w- one of the biggest uh, you know, comments we get is that it's hard to find things. And it's, you know, I understand where that's coming from. It's either people that don't really understand or don't jive with the curator model or um, are looking for some weird subgenre or something and they type it into the search box and nothing comes up, that kind of thing. And I mean, we, we don't have anything to make recommendations for people right now either, um, which would be a great thing to add in. And, you know, uh, we do you have plans and they've been like outstanding for a couple of years now <laughs> to, uh, you know, integrate the, uh, echo nest into everything, um, which, you know, would allow us to make like playlists and recommendations and things yeah. like that just algorithmically. Um, you know, you get a more or less objective analysis of like the content of, you know, a piece of music or a video or something like that. And, you know, you can, correlate it with a bunch of other stuff in a database like oh what's nearest to this point in this like abstract vector space okay this song you know and mm-hmm. you might get something that is exactly what you want and that's what echo nest does and it would be great to get that in there it's yeah. just such a big project they do um a lot of different pretty 
deep analytics on music and um and some of them have very you know, funny names <laughs> right it, it's not just pure like psychoacoustic analysis it's it's really like pulling in data from all sorts of other sources like um you know they were bought out by spotify a couple years ago and um yeah and i was reading a thing about people skipping to what they consider to be like the most interesting part of a song and you know that's something that i want fma users to be able to do too to like skip through tracks um, oh in the player yeah without um, having to use the pop out player right. you know that that's that's another really big project cuz um the the way the players integrated into the site now is just a play and pause button there's nowhere to put a scrub bar or waveforms or anything like that um so i mean that would require a pretty significant redesign mm -hmm. of stuff yeah. um you know i i do a little radio show um based on free music archive music and you know e even then I, I have trouble finding stuff sometimes and you know finding stuff that's either the right length or you know I want to preview it and you know I just have to load a bunch of stuff into the pop-out player and then scrub through it that way and reorganize it and whatever so you know there, there's a lot of things we can do do you want to talk about your radio show I suppose I should <laughs> um so I volunteer for a low-power FM station in Milwaukee Wisconsin uh, which is where I live um called WXRW, uh, riverwestradio.com. Started um, by a man named Zav LePlay, who owns a awesome video store. Um, he decided that the video store business was not lucrative anymore, wisely. Um, so he uh, just decided to throw together a community radio station, and we have a very low budget and lots of volunteers, and it, it's it's been great so far. And yeah, I do a show every Monday. Um, it's an hour and a half um, of free music, archive music. Um, sometimes I play other stuff too, but I, I let you know when I do that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you've been putting my playlists on the front page. Of yeah, the they're FMA. featured too. Yeah. So if you use the iPhone app, that mix will oh, yeah. show up as the, mm -hmm. the first thing you see when you load, fire it up. So, you know, th this is as good a time as I need to talk to you about this, but I was thinking of. So we, we have a concept of curators and we have a concept of collections and curators own collections. And I'm thinking it might be a good idea for us to emphasize the collections more than we emphasize the curators. Hmm. You know, music for video is a curator, quote unquote, but it's also a big collection of stuff. Um, and there's all kinds of these collections like the WFMU live sets. You know, WFMU is the curator, but the live sets are the big collection. And you know, we can provide maybe a more limited collection of stuff, but, you know, generally of higher quality. And I just think emphasizing the fact that there are collections of things rather than curators making collections of things, you know, mm -hmm. that might be prudent, but I don't know. Well, it's... and, you know, that comes back to our identity as like, are we a portal? Are we a library? Are we a listening station? Are we a marketing tool for these you know, unsigned or unlicensed artists, right. like what, what is our identity as FMA? And I think that that's something that I've been coming to a lot. And I think that you're right. Having an emphasis on the collections as such is a great idea because in a traditional library setting, you don't have like, oh, this wing of the library, all these books were chosen by this person. Right. It's like, oh, this is a collection based around this idea or right. this entity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really like the library idea. I mean, it, it doesn't work so much as a social media platform. I mean, there's so many of those, mm -hmm. you know. It's, and I often um, describe FMA as a repository or a library. Right. 
Right. And I mean, it is it is somewhat of a marketing tool for people too. you know, a lot of artists have, oh, here's our Bandcamp page. Here's our SoundCloud page. Here's everything else about us. You know, here's our email address. Here's our website. So, I mean, it, it can work in a lot of different ways. I think that's that might be why some people find the site so confusing, too, because it's too many things mm. um, or, you know, it's just so many things. Yeah. To different people. I mean, people use it differently. So um, definitely. It's providing a lot of things that aren't found elsewhere. Right. So that's really important. But the way that it's organized could definitely get shaken up a little. Well, so let's talk about the fundraiser. Oh, yes. Because um, by the time this goes on the air, uh, <laughs> it will be in full swing. This has been quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people ask me why or like how FMA is able to survive. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, so the Free Music Archive was started by WFMU, and to an extent it is, you know, I'm an employee of WFMU. As am I. Yeah, so so we are both technically um, on FMU's payroll. However, the Free Music Archive has a lot of bills because we have a lot of data transfer. Yes, our... uh, (laughs) our Our hosting bill is somewhere around $7,000 a month. Yeah. So that's not free. Right. (laughs) Not by a long shot. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, a lot of it is not even um, personnel costs. It's data transfer. It's overhead. It's pretty much all, yeah. Making the site go and making sure everybody is getting what they need from it. Um, So we are both employees of WFMU, um, and we have received, as the FMA lots and lots of grant money, which we've been able to use to offset uh, those some of those transfer costs and some of those costs of um, commissioning people to help us with projects and to, you know, also give away some of our really great prizes for our contests um, to pay for guest speakers and our seminars and things like that. So that's been really important. But we're going to try to take matters into our own hands and not ask the, the government or uh, arts organizations for funding in this case. So um, we've decided to run our own fundraiser and we're doing it Wikipedia style sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have, you know, a couple of different things people can obtain in exchange for their support. So I'm excited about that. Um, and we've been we've been st- thinking about this for a long time and how we want to do it. And I think that having a fundraiser that is not on a crowdfunding platform was a priority for us because one of the things that's so great about the Free Music Archive is the fact that so many people come to our site. Uh, It's not that we have a great and successful um, social media empire or that we have some sort of connection to a, a grander entity that's advertising for us or something. It's just that by merit of our own existence and the service that we're providing and the content that we continue to curate, um, people are visiting and we want to get their attention, let them know that um, they are welcome to donate to <laughs> to our cause. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we get about, you know, five million just web page views a month. And uh, that doesn't include any apps or anything, which we don't have a whole lot of data for, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we get a reasonable amount of traffic. Um, and I think I think we can 
you know, do it. Our, our traffic has actually been increasing um, over the past year, which is good. Um, people have seen a lot more activity on it lately, mostly because of Cheyenne. Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I've been trying to fix whatever I can. Um, yeah. So. And that's been great. I mean, even since I've been here, it's been just over a year now. There have been vast improvements made to the site in terms of functionality and in terms of just speed and the amount of times that it's crashed has <laughs> continued to plummet uh, on the regular, which is great. For anybody that doesn't know, the site used to crash completely like every two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> um, now so. we're down to what, like every couple weeks? Or I, no, it, I, well, times it, it a month, doesn't. Maybe? It, no, it never crashes completely. Like maybe, maybe one of the web servers will go down, but it's been a long time since the whole thing's just gone offline. Well, so listeners, here's your peek behind the curtain. It's me and Ross. <laughs> yeah. We, we're the only two people that maintain this aside from our volunteers um yeah you know we have people at wfmu and we have uh, curators all over the place but mm -hmm. you know it's really just the two of us yeah so uh you know be kind <laughs> <laughs> but also know that if you donate to the fma you're donating to like the continuance of the project you're donating to support our work and you're donating to support the continuance of our ability to improve the site and and to make it go. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to get rich. No. We just we and we, we, we want to make the <laughs> we want to make the site better. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. Yeah. That's what we care about. And so. as an outpost of the commons, um, without their framework, what we are doing would be very difficult. Yeah, so. I mean, we don't get money from Creative Commons, <laughs> but we do get a lot of support from them, of yeah. course. Yeah. So. Oh, and yeah, and you just ran a report yeah. for State of the Commons. State of the Commons. Do you want to talk about any of that stuff? Um, sure, yeah. Um, so Creative Commons sent us an email asking us for statistics about, you know, our content and how much of it was licensed under which license and, you know, so on. Um Okay, we have 86,394 total tracks under Creative Commons licenses. I know there's probably a few more now. Um, and attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives is, you know, about 34,000. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's probably tied whether or not you want people to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, use your work for other It's about things, half but, and half. Yeah. But it's great that those are, those are options because I think people Absolutely. get to choose their level of comfort with creative commons and what they want people to be able to do with their work if they happen upon it on fma okay let's see yeah th this is interesting too um we have uh, about uh, thirteen thousand five hundred distinct artists using uh creative commons or public domain licenses but since the founding of the fma um we have had about 91 million track downloads and about 153 million listens which, you know, might not be a lot for bigger sites, but it's still pretty. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah. So here's what I was going to say earlier. Um, they asked us for some numbers that will be incorporated into their State of the Commons report. In the State of the Commons report that was released in 2014, it said that in 2006, there were 50 million Creative Commons works. Um, and in 2014, there were 882 million Creative Commons license wow. works. So it's skyrocketed. Um, so 76% of those works allow for adaptation uh, and 58% allow for commercial use. Okay. So this is really interesting to me and I'm interested to see how our numbers incorporate and compare. 
They're also saying that 37% of them are from North America, 34% are from Europe, and 10% are from Latin America, um, 16% are from Asia and the Pacific region. And it's interesting to me because we have a really large percentage of our work coming from Europe, Russia, Italy, Germany, places with a big Creative Commons community. And then we've also been getting more um, artists from Latin America, which is super exciting. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, it, there really is a lot of diversity on the FMA. And I, I I guess much to everybody's chagrin, I only really noticed that a few months ago when I started doing my radio show. And really, if it's relevant, like the impetus behind me doing that show was really so I could get... Um, you know, more experience using the site as a user would, because I'm, you know, I'm a software developer. I think about websites a lot differently than most people. You know, trying to put together these playlists, trying to find the right licenses for things, going through all the genres, you know, trying to organize things. I mean, it's really been an eye-opening experience doing that. And I've, I've come up with a lot of hand-wavy ideas about how we can improve this or that or whatever. And um, I've noticed that there's there's so much stuff from all over the world there. It's really incredible. Yeah. You know, all kinds of music from everywhere, too. You know, you hear world music and you just typically think of folk music. But, I mean, it's not that. It's everything. Yeah, like, no, we have, like, Argentinian garage bands yeah. and, like, Bulgarian techno. And, yeah. like, <laughs> we have all kinds of things that... It's amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the site was built to only support MP3s. And... That's really unfortunate. I wish it wasn't done that way, but you know, I had no control over it at right. the time. Um, that is something that I would love to change. Um, the issue is you can't increase the quality of like an MP3 or something like that. Yeah. And MP3s are also uh, patent encumbered too, um, which is interesting because you know some of the uh, you know open source and free culture diehards like. You know, they'll say, why are you using MP3s? It's a patent encumbered technology. And like, I agree. It just happens to be like the most common format for digital audio. But mm -hmm. it, it is unfortunate that that's the only thing that was included at the start. You know, we, we can change that eventually. Yeah. You, just, you just can't expect that everything will automatically be higher quality at some point. You know, it's just going to keep getting more interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback in the past year. Um, we, we really have, I mean, it's, it's kind of a good feeling, you know, to see somebody appreciate what you're working on, you know, mm -hmm. and not trying to like be, you know, mushy or whatever, <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, or, or even selfish. Cause I mean, we, we don't do this for ourselves. I mean, it, we, we get paid to do it, you know, we're not going to hide that from anybody, but it's like, we both believe in this a lot, like we really do. And it me it's meaningful for us to work on this. And we do it because we love it. And we do it because we love music. And we love the artists and all that stuff. It's part of the culture of WFMU. And that's really how this came about. So yeah, yeah. I do it because I hate copyright. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's really common these days. Like, you know, I, I mean, m most people don't even pay attention to copyright. No, so, I mean, it's and that's a that's a whole other podcast. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, and I will say, like, I don't hate the notion that artists should be protected and fairly compensated for their work. No, but I, I mean, it, it should be under their terms. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, as much as some people would like to disagree with this, you can't be an artist, like, unless you have an audience. Like, you have to have an audience to be an artist. You can't do it just for yourself. 
you really can't. I mean, you read advice all the time. It's like, do it for yourself. Do what you love. Uh, that's, that's, that's fine and good. But, I mean, if, if nobody sees it, like if, if nobody listens to your music or watches your videos or anything, why are you even doing it, mm-hmm. right? Um, you've got to get stuff out there. And, like, I mean, Creative Commons is a great way to do that. It really is. Because you can get your stuff out there, but you don't have to go through a record label. You can just say, here, it's free. Do what you want with it. But, you know, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want to do more than what I'm allowing you to do, just ask me first. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think that what FMA is doing in that regard is disruptive. Yeah. We're, like, decentralizing that process and turning it into, you know, rather than, like, pay this monolithic company an exorbitant amount of money to use a song in your 30 second video. It's like, call this person or right. email this <laughs> yeah, person exactly. who made the music and exactly. you all can work it out. Uh, you know, and I get questions about like, what's typical licensing fee for this song or like how much would it cost to license this? And again and again and again, I'm like, FMA is like a discovery tool and a switchboard. Like those are two things that we are. Yeah, We route people to content and then we can provide contact information to the people that produce that content right i mean part of the idea is like we we try to make it easy like for you to actually get in touch with these artists Um, yeah we do it as much as much as we can right Yeah. yeah so and you know the people who are hip to that the artists who like want their music to be licensed or who are open to the idea of it being licensed will often provide their contact information uh you know and and if they don't We've had pretty good luck getting in contact with record labels or, you know, messaging them through Twitter or other social media means. So, you know, while I can't, like, quote someone a price on the phone, uh, you know, I can direct them to other ways to achieve that goal. So, you know, I think the fact that I'm still getting those phone calls asking, like, how to license things is encouraging because it means people are using the site for one of the many ways that it's intended to be used. Yeah, for sure. And then I get questions about how to license music for Second Life dance parties. (laughs) 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 And that is a whole other podcast as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I I don't think I've used Second Life in 10 years. I never have. I just, I, I logged on once when I was in college and I was like, okay. That's a thing. <laughs> I saw an article about some really cool art installations in Second Life. Yeah, yeah. Like impossible. I mean, art pe- people do people do cool stuff in there for sure. Yeah, I had never heard of Linden Dollars before. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't know that that was a thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you, FMA community, for teaching me about <laughs> Linden Dollars. <laughs> Things I had no concept of before. Um, yeah, well. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think this has been a pretty good conversation. No, I, I think it's probably good enough unless you I, – I can't think of anything. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, if you want to support our fundraiser, go over to freemusicarchive.org slash donate and feel free to choose whatever pledge level is most comfortable for you. Yes. Um, the, the minimum is a dollar, though. The minimum is one, <laughs> one American dollar. One U.S. dollar. So – be be prepared to shell out at least one dollar uh, on on our to our benefit. Um, but it, we're it doesn't it doesn't make sense for us um, because of the transaction processing overhead to accept anything less than that. Yeah, that you makes know, total it's, sense. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
Thanks, Ross, for coming all the way from Milwaukee just to do this podcast. Just to do this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org under a Creative Commons attribution license. To donate to our fundraiser, please visit freemusicarchive.org slash donate. 